So whether you're an artist looking to break into the music industry, a music producer seeking new techniques, or someone who simply wants to gain a deeper understanding of the music business, Music with a Twist is the perfect platform for you. Christina Cano is an experienced music professional with a passion for helping independent musicians. Christina is always aiming to support the evolution of the industry from the inside and to create more opportunities for the growth of independent artists. As event and brand partnership manager at CD Baby, she has produced the annual DIY Musician Conference, hosts the DIY Musician Podcast, and creates educational content for independent artists. With a background in music marketing, public relations she works with artists one-on-one on building their ideal success pathway and growing their fan base christina is also an international touring multi-instrumentalist songwriter producer and performer under the alias sirene and the sea over the past 25 years cd baby has grown to become the largest global distributor of independent music, one of the most trusted names in the music business, and the go-to. Please welcome with me again, Miss Christina Cano. All right, so we'd like to thank Christina Cano for joining us. Um, Hi. And, and brand partnership manager at CD Baby. And first of all, before we jump into our discussion today, Christina, I'd like you to tell us a little bit about your background and what do you actually do? Yeah, thanks. Um, thanks for having me. I, oh, I'm i a musician first um, in everything that I do. That's always my guiding light. Um, and then with that, I've been working at CD Baby on and off since 2013 in various roles and the roles that I'm in currently are our events. So all of our external events, we have this amazing conference called the DIY Musician Conference that I helped produce for years. And then I also host the DIY Musician blog, um, podcast and edit for the DIY Musician blog. And we work with amazing partners coming up with activ activations and opportunities to engage with our community. Basically, my job is the most fun job at my company because it's getting to talk to other artists about making music. So I think I have the best job there. <laughs> yeah, and we know a little bit about um, brand partnerships. And I know for sure you guys do a lot of work with um, small business owners and assisting them, you know, like you said. Um, with that whole topic, would you like to tell us a little bit more about how do you guys go about finding new artists, you know, actually getting into into the systems that you guys have, um, you know, give us a little bit more information. Yeah, absolutely. So we've been around for about 25 years. We were the first independent music distributor that wow. came on the scene. Um, in 1998, we were distributing CDs and that was all there was, right? So it was just mm -hmm. physical um, so we started with physical distribution in 1998, and then around 2005, 2006 is when iTunes came on the scene. So that's when we started shifting to digital distribution as well. And mm -hmm. since then, we've just been doing everything that we can, um, everything from digital distribution, helping at, at certain points with royalty collection. We have partners that 
we help artists get their copyrights sorted. We have partners that where we help artists with marketing their music. But the thing about us that that is a little different is we don't really have to seek out artists or we don't, it's not a curated catalog. Anybody can sign up with us. So you sign up, it's a one-time fee, and then we distribute your music everywhere and it's up forever. So some part, some distributors, you know, you have to pay like an annual fee to keep your music up. We don't do that. It's one time, it's $4.99, whether it's a single or an album, and then that's it. That's all you ever have to pay. And we get your music everywhere and we pay you every week. It's that's that's what we do. Okay, so this is like, wow, didn't know it was that simple. <laughs> it is that simple. Literally, if you have an album, you just sign it up on our website, cdbaby.com, and or it's, it's single, whatever it is, upload your artwork, upload your audio. It's very DIY. It's very much like we give you the tools so that you can manage this all on your own. Um, and I think that that's one of the things that appeals to me as an independent artist as well is that mm -hmm. there's no middleman. There's no, you don't need a manager. You don't need like to be at some top tier. You can be anyone at any range in your career and use this and be distributed. And it sort of takes the guesswork out of how does distribution work? Because it literally is just sign it up and we it's on Spotify. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of get why you guys call this CD. You know, you started out that's, with CDs. <laughs> that's why we did in 1998. Yeah. But yeah, that's it's evolved, right? So yeah, that's an interesting thing that we've had to hold on to. <laughs> yeah. And it's so amazing, you know, to see how music has transferred mm -hmm. from the CDs into moving on to the digital platforms right now. Yeah. And, you know, it actually makes the whole DIY marketing and strategies even more accessible to artists, mm -hmm. you know, to actually start their own career. So I kind of get, you know, why it's so simple now for you guys. And can you let us know, like, what is the most effective way in promoting your work um, and building a fan base as an artist? <sighs> That's a really big question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is the most effective way? I that's it really depends on what your goals are. That's yeah. always where I start. Is anytime I'm talking to an artist and they ask a question like that, I ask them, "Well, what is it that you're trying to achieve with this release?" Because everybody has different goals. Everybody has different ideas of what success means to them. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's always what I like to call the champagne dream. So that might be, I want to be viral. I want to be hit. I want to be touring top 40 musician that could be a champagne dream but is that realistic for your first yeah. single probably not if you're if this is your first release and you've never released anything before um it would it's great to set your stars high but also recognize what's achievable and what is a realistic expectation for that first thing that you're dropping into the universe so with that being said, there's so many different approaches based on what that goal is some people the goal is they want to make money. Well, that's going to be a different goal than if your goal is to get 5,000 streams on Spotify because yeah. Spotify is not going to pay you a ton of money, right? So if you want to make money, you might have to go a different route. You might have to start making physical or have merch or some really robust marketing campaign where you know money is going to be coming back to you. Um, if your goal is to to you know make a lot of monthly followers or to hit a lot of streams on a specific platform that campaign is going to look different because you're going to be trying to push people towards those things you're going to be building playlists um 
playlist counts or like how many playlists you're on, you're going to be trying to pitch yourself to those sorts of places. If your goal is, I want to be written up in my local newspaper, that's going to be a completely, completely different strategy. So it's very, it's very dependent on what everybody's goals are. And I think that there's not one size fits all for everybody. You know, like some people really care about social media. Some people don't. Some people really care about streaming. Some people don't. And those aren't, neither one of those is more successful than the other. Those are just different sort of approaches to how you find your level of success. Yeah, I know from, you know, my experience here in the Bahamas. Yes, I'm from the Bahamas, from those yes. of you who are listening. <laughs> I know most of our local artists, you know, they go for getting their videos on YouTube, you know, getting those um, streams on Spotify. And, you know, for them, that's like everything. Right. You know, yeah. So Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. a YouTube campaign is going to be different than than a streaming campaign i mean in some ways it's a lot of it is still building relationships on those platforms finding playlisters boosting your views maybe creating an ad campaign on youtube so that you're getting those those views boosted uh, but yeah it's 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 challenging because there's so many different platforms and there's so many different ways to attract people's attention and and because there's so much music, you also have to be really intentional with how you attract people's attention. Mm -hmm. So regardless of what your campaign is or what your strategy is, I think the number one thing, and I know this is going to sound cheesy, but is to be authentic with your approach to how you reach people. It's about putting yourself in it and not just putting on a front, you know, like not just being like, hey, I'm number one. I'm the best. You've never heard me, but I'm <laughs> like, like that's. <laughs> everyone does that approach right like what makes you you and what makes you so special that I want to listen to your music so whatever it is whatever the campaign is that you're putting together thinking about how you're going to tell the story of you in a way that's captivating people and I also have experience coming from PR and marketing so I have I've worked with artists trying to help develop the story like bring that out you know it's very easy once you start talking to an artist, finding what that thing is, but it's sometimes really hard for artists to see that in themselves. So having somebody to sort of bounce that idea off of, tell them what it is that, why you made the piece of, of music that you did or why why you make music, period. Having those conversations with someone else might help pull that out for you. Yeah, I was actually looking at an article today on LinkedIn, you know, talking about the artistry, you know, starting out, and the headline was storytelling and mm -hmm. it had from branches share experience trust communication marketing and content and brand you know um i feel for the most part you know we get caught up on the brand we shoot our music right. out there and we're not so much getting the audience to trust us and sharing the whole experience of what the music is you know with the um, market being so saturated um let's say for example a new rap song comes out today, hip hop, you know, whatever the genre is or might be, you, mm -hmm. you're you competing against persons in that pool and it's like, what are you bringing that's actually going right. to be different, you know, that's actually going to transform or yeah. bring your story, you know, into the music, you know, how are you, how are you going to draw us in, you know, based on... Yeah, and it doesn't mean that you have to, again, it, it's about being authentic. It doesn't mean you have to like draw on gimmicks or go... Yeah 
crazy or have like a completely different image than anybody else. Like it's about the story. It's about what it is that, what did it, what is it about this song that is so captivating? Well, how can you, how can you put that into not only a bio, but also how can you put that into the social media captions that you make to promote it there? How can you put it into any marketing captions, those sorts of things? Um, how can you reach out to press to have them help you tell your story? Yeah. Those sorts of things. Yeah. Now, um, with actually the DI artists, you know, they often handle various aspects of their career independently. Mm. And, you know, when it comes to prioritizing the task and managing their time effectively, you know, balancing creativity and business responsibilities, you know, let's talk a little bit about that and yeah. you know, what advice that we can actually help with artists in that um, area. You know, and you can tie a little bit on, does CD Baby help with that? Because I know you guys, you know, you assist a little bit with the whole distribution, but it's a, mm -hmm. an entirely yes. artist experience. Yes. Well, uh, coming from experience, I know how overwhelming it can be. And I know that you put all this effort and all this time and energy already into making the art. And that mm -hmm. can take months, years, forever for some some of us. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then there's all the executive decisions of what do I want the artwork to look like? Or what am I going to name the songs? What am I going to name the album? How am I going to, how am I fully wrapping this up? Who's going to mix it? Who's going to master it? You know, all these things. It's so much work artistically and creatively already and so by the time it's done you're you're drained right like your your yeah. brain's tapped you're overwhelmed and then you see this long ass list of things that you have to do and you're like how am I supposed to get that I would rather just put this up on SoundCloud and I don't care but <laughs> the thing I tell artists is like you put so much time probably money so much effort into making this beautiful thing try to spend a fraction of that time afterwards marketing it, right? Like you don't want to just throw it away. So one thing that a lot of artists don't like is time. Like patience is really hard, right? We work on the album that took us years, but we want it out now so we can work because we've probably written a whole other one since we started recording this one, right? Like, <laughs> and so um, I worked with labels even where they were like, yeah, this isn't going to be out for another six months to a year. And you're like, what? How, <laughs> how am I going to handle the, the, how am I going to be patient enough for that? But that is really important is to give yourself time. So on an easier easier amount of time to commit to, I would say is two to three months in advance of the first thing you're releasing, creating a strategy. So again, identifying what your goals are. That's like the number one thing you need to do. Write it down. What is the goal with this release? Do you want to sell records? Do you want to build streams? Do you want to get on an editorial playlist on Spotify? Do you want, or whatever the platform is. Um, so create what that goal is and try not to go too hard on 20 different goals. Try to find like two really attainable ones so that you can really build out your strategy. Then start again, writing a list of what needs to happen to make that happen. So for example, let's say you're going to make a vinyl. You need probably more than two months for that. So please mm -hmm. do some research on how long it takes to get that printed and get that mm -hmm. created and manufactured and everything. But 
if you're going to make a vinyl, you need to have a few months in advance to send them vinyl masters and create vinyl artwork and all these things that need to happen pre-manufacturing. Then you need to start thinking about how are you going to sell that thing? You're going to sell it by sending emails to your fans. You're going to sell it by dropping hints to your fans that that's coming out. You can sell it by selling it on your, your bandcamp or whatever it is that you're selling it. You're going to start playing shows and probably start promoting it word of mouth before it drops. All of a pre-sale campaign. All of these things take time. You can't just do that on Friday or Thursday and then drop the thing on Friday, right? Like it takes time. So step one, what's the goal? Step two, building out a strategy, write a list of the things that need to happen to make shit happen. Then I like to say that about a month before, whether it's a single or the album or whatever, you start promoting it because too far in advance and people tend to, they, they want it, they want it now, you know, or like they'll forget about it. So about a month in advance, you can maybe start promoting it. You can maybe share, I have this new thing coming out, it drops on this day, start teasing it. Teasing is so important. Like, build tension around it. Start um, sharing things about why you made it. Again, start telling the story of it. Hopefully you have a cohesive vision for it. You have new promo photos that were created just for this one release. You have like a visual aesthetic that ties people's minds to what this is um, and try to be really intentional about that. I call it like world building. Like you're building a world just for this release. So mm. create like a very cohesive world that exists on all of your platforms. Please update all your bios, all your photos, all your links on every single one of your platforms to look the same in this campaign um, so that everybody knows that when they're talking to Lindare, they, they know exactly what <laughs> is coming out and that it's, it's going to be interesting because like she's just been putting all this work into promoting it, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, it's just time time no one wants that but the other thing <laughs> the other thing about it too is that it can all be very overwhelming it is a lot of work but if you do the prep work in advance to sort of figure out what it is that needs to happen on what day you can do a lot of heavy lifting early on so if it's stuff like social media rather than thinking about what am i going to post today you could create sort of a roadmap for yourself for the next month, you know, and say, on Monday, I'll be sharing this. On Wednesday, I'll be sharing that. On Friday, I'll be sharing this. On Monday, I'll be sharing this. On Wednesday, and like create that roadmap for yourself up front. Even maybe go in Canva, create the assets for yourself up front. And so that way, that's one less thing you have to think about on Monday. One less thing you, thing you have to think about on Wednesday. It's just ready to go. Either you post it automatically or you post it manually or you use like a buffer app or something to like or a monday app um to automatically post it for you regardless every step of the way you can sort of like plan up ahead so that it's not just every day thinking i have a list of things i need to get done today does that help yeah um i you know i feel like you know personally in my opinion you know seeing that we live in such a microwavable community you know yeah. our new artists and you know instrumentalists musicians um, that are coming out you know they want everything to be automatically pop okay i'm just putting it out on this one platform and mm -hmm. it's gonna go big and viral but um especially with tiktok i 
I have my views about that. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but, um, you know, it actually takes work. You know, you mm-hmm. have to put in that work. You have to put in that time, that effort and planning, because at the end of the day, music is still a business. Yes. You know, we cannot avoid the fundamentals and, you know, not to repeat anything that you said, but um, actually getting those step-by-steps, you know, moves in and actually right. waiting for everything to process and develop, you know. Yeah. I mean, you treat it exactly. It's your business. So, so don't lose money on it. Don't throw like $5,000 on a YouTube campaign if you're not going to make that money back somehow or else you're going to be in the red. And now what have you gained? Right. Um, I think that's like the hardest. That was the biggest learning curve for me. I definitely saw it as a labor of love that I thought, well, it doesn't matter if this costs me money. It's something I love. I'm putting it out there. And, and it took like other people sort of helping and guiding me and you know telling me like nope there is a way for this to be sustainable there is a way for you to make money back there is a way for you to not waste your time and your energy and your money um into this and that it all takes planning and I think coming from a background where I work in a marketing department and I was watching how we would do like a brand campaign and that takes time too, right? Like you, it's not like you just, they popped up on Instagram today and we're like, oh yeah, by the way, 50% off. And they made that image that day. Like they worked on this stuff for months leading up to it. And so that's sort of like how I think about a campaign now is, or um, any sort of release is this is going to take, I'm going to drop this in March. So starting December, I got to start getting my ducks in a row so that I have everything to go. So this can be ready in March. Yeah. um, And just a shameful disclaimer. I did not know that vinyls were actually making it so big. They're huge. Yeah. Yes. I found it out when we were in Germany. No, I actually had a friend that bought a vinyl, um, the vinyl spinning thing recently and I was like oh my gosh she literally bought a vinyl in every last one of her favorite artists recently yes well it's such a great thing to have because it like and in and to make as an artist because any sort of physical product I think it's timeless you know you can hold it in your hand I always say, what if the internet shut off tomorrow and I wanted to listen to music? How am I going <laughs> to listen to it? Well, I have a, like a collection of music. So that and then also the fact that, listen, you can sell a vinyl for 20, 25 bucks mm-hmm. for one and you'll make more money <laughs> than if you had 500, 1,000 streams. I mean, like 1,000 yeah. streams is like $3, you know? <laughs> so yeah. how many streams is it going to take for you to make the same amount of money as selling one CD or one vinyl. Yeah. It kind of makes you wonder, you know, like did something like COVID stir up, stir up that up, up again and, you know, that love and passion for things that you used to enjoy before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nostalgia is hit hard, I think. Like, yeah. yeah as sure. technology is ramped up, we all are starting to crave the things that are authentic and that are real and that we can hold in our hands and that aren't in our phones. And so... Yeah. I think that there's that will only continue. Yeah, most definitely. Now I know in the age of everything changing, you know, and transforming, as we talked a little bit about, what is what are your thoughts on the significance of streaming platforms, and how do you think it's going to optimize um, in the present? You mm-hmm. know, when it comes to exposure for an artist, 
is it okay for an artist just to stick with digital platforms? You know, saying that we have the whole introduction of vinyls, you know, mm-hmm. will we go back into CDs again? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I, I think, I mean, <laughs> I, full disclosure, I'm part of a cassette tape label. So we oh, truly believe in yeah. physical um, because it's actually pretty incredible watching people collect that. I think there's a lot of collectors out there. So those are the people mm-hmm. that will be buying your CD or your vinyl or your tapes. It's also nice to have something to sell at a show. So if you're at a show, it's hard to mm-hmm. sell streams, right? Um, when it comes to streaming platforms and their relevance and their ability to help artists, I think that we live in an age where it's hard to say don't go on this platform because I don't believe in their policies or don't go on this platform because nobody's on it or whatever. I work at a distribution company. So I know that there are hundreds of distribute or there are hundreds of DSPs, right? And we help artists get on all of them. And sometimes people will call and they'll be like, well, you know, I'm really pissed because I heard about this Spotify payment thing or because any, usually it's just anything related to Spotify. <laughs> and <laughs> and I'm, I just want to take my music off Spotify. Well, I hear you. I agree with you. But at the same time, I think each one of these places is a tool for someone to find you and to discover you. So if it basically costs you nothing to be on that platform, you might as well be on it um, because mm-hmm. I can go on a on a playlist search for lo-fi ambient music and I will find six new artists that I've never heard of and I will then find whatever album they put out and I'll save that and I'll listen to it. And then if I've listened to it a a few times, maybe I'll buy it or I'll like buy a copy of their vinyl or I'll just download it and actually pay money for it and try to support that artist. So I don't think that it's irrelevant in any way. I think if anything, you know, it is what we have now. So let's keep on it. Um, But I wouldn't put all your eggs in that basket. If you're trying to get it trying to get famous I wouldn't put all your eggs in that basket (laughs) I would you know I would try if you're trying to make money I definitely wouldn't put all my eggs in that basket but I wouldn't like not be on those platforms if that makes sense yeah I know recently um I've been doing this personal study you know when it came to like the algorithm and actually what sells you know which distribution platforms is necessary Mm -hmm. you know which ones don't work you know and um it's kind of crazy because with the algorithms it's like you can't really predict what will be trending today or what won't be trending tomorrow and it's sort of like every day yeah Yeah, every day something is and if you try to just if you try to say, oh, I'm just going to be on whatever's relevant today. Yeah. It's an endless game. You're going to yeah. be on a roller coaster. You're going to, it's like a roller coaster forever. You're never going to be able to take a <laughs> breath. Right. So I don't feel like trying to, to chase the next big thing and just being like, oh, I don't even use this anymore. I'm only on this now. I think that's mm-hmm. a game that you'll never win. So embracing and understanding that like your audience is the same way. So listeners are the same way. Uh, Your grandma probably doesn't use Spotify, right? Or maybe whatever, like 
she's probably buying CDs or she's probably still using, well, it's not iTunes anymore, but Apple Music or whatever to download, Pandora, I don't know. But but her her listenership is just as important as the the music tech person who's up to date on what the next platform is. Or there's a whole audience of people on YouTube. There's a whole audience of people on Tidal. There's a whole audience of people on Apple Music. Like there's all these different platforms. Or there's a huge community of people on Bandcamp. Like yeah. all these different mm -hmm. platforms. And if you ignore them or if you ignore a certain platform, you might miss out on a whole community of people that otherwise how are they going to find you, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, speaking a, a lot about, um, you know, things like Bandcamp and Spotify and so forth, it's kind of interesting to see that, um, you know, with the up and down, you can tie it into a basic life lesson, you know. Mm -hmm. Some days I feel like eating ice cream. Some days mm -hmm. I'm into peanut butter. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Other days. I like ham sandwiches the other days. I really don't want ham. I, I'm, I'm, you know, with the tuna. So, exactly. Yeah. So I'm just going to stick to what's authentic to me. Mm -hmm. What do I like? What's going to sell for me? You know, how am I going to stick to? Yeah. You know, just being authentic. <laughs> I mean, I'm exactly the same way. And it's funny. I mean, I just said this, all this whole thing about be on everything but at the same time like i am not on tiktok i have no desire to be on tiktok i no i don't want to be it's it, i don't want to it's like too much i i feel like i've embraced as much social media as i feel like embracing right now in my life <laughs> and yeah and also like i don't want to make stupid videos and i don't really care yeah. about other people's stupid videos you know yeah. so <laughs> it's not for me I tried it I like downloaded it I deleted it immediately my brain didn't want to learn a new thing um so all that to say is yes you can say no to things just be if it doesn't feel right don't jump in you know mm -hmm. you can still make and promote music if you're not on TikTok or you can still make and promote music if you're not on Spotify like it doesn't matter um but but yeah I'd be authentic to yourself and then to your point as well is that we we know how consumers work because we are consumers. So if you're trying to think like, how do I target this specific audience? Think about, put yourself in their shoes and think about how they consume something because yeah. you're a consumer as well. You can do that. You It's probably not that far of a leap for you, right? So think about how, what what is it that grabs your attention and use that. Yeah, I'm pretty much with you on TikTok because I've been trying it out, you know, with marketing and it's like, ah. I mean, yeah. it's not for everybody and it doesn't no, need to be. Not. And as soon as I, I, there's a reason I'm not on it because I know as soon as I do get on it, it, it doesn't matter. There'll be another app that'll come out like in one month that will take <laughs> over because I remember the day that TikTok started in in the US and I remember having a conversation with at the time my boss and he was like this won't take off this is just for teenagers blah 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 <laughs> it's not going to be a big deal in the music industry well now look at it right like look at it right <laughs> like it blew up right so there's always something new that people are skeptical of and there's always something new that that does take off and it's going to come out of nowhere and it's going to knock us on our ass and I don't feel like this one is relevant to me. So next. Yeah, yeah next. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. So as we get ready to close, you know, um, with the whole train of thoughts and us, you know, conversing about um, release strategies, you know, it's based on what your goals are and what you're trying mm-hmm. to achieve with lesson or valuable comments or what yes. things you actually leave us with before we end. Mm-hmm. Oh, just be patient with yourself and try to build a team. So that can just be a team of people that you know want to help you with your goals. It could be other artists that you collaborate with. It could be um, somebody who's not yet your manager, but maybe you want them to be one day. <laughs> Try to build a team of people. One thing that has helped me along the way is finding out that I have friends that have a lot of amazing gifts and they want to work together. So I have a friend who's a photographer. I'll do album art with her. I have a friend who's a graphic designer. I'll hire them. I have a friend who's a videographer, I'll hire him. And building this network of people that all want to work together, you know, I'll make music for their projects and that sort of thing. Um, Building a network of people is is the way you're going to get through it. And that overwhelming sense of how am I going to get, how how do I do it all? Just remember, you don't have to solve it in a day. You have time. If you release this next month, is that really so bad? <laughs> you know, if you release this two months from now, is that really so bad? What's the difference between two months from now and tomorrow? You know? Yeah. yeah building communities, you know, is so important, you know, in the world, but in spe- especially in the music world. You know? mm-hmm. And thank you so much for ending on that note, Christina. Thank you. I'd like to thank you so much for sharing oh, thank you. with us. Yes, it was amazing. It was a treat. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Well, I really enjoyed being on here. So thank you. Yes, I did as well. And I'm sure that our listening audience will as well. Well, if you um, want to find me, you can find me on the DIY Musician blog or podcast. So DIYmusician.com or Siren in the Sea is my artist name. Come find me. I'll chat with you. Great. Thank you so much, Christina. Thank you. All right. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and channels. Thank you for watching.